Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nastown, and welcome to Nast Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' 5-3 win over the D-backs. They're in a split with Arizona and four-game set in the nation's capital. 93-66 and after the win. Two magic number down to two for home field advantage against the Dodgers and NLDS. And Dave Joe Ross started on the mound tonight. Two earned runs in five and two-third in his last two starts. He's coming off a DL. Uh, 63 pitches last time out, got up to 90 today, four innings, three hits, one run, one earned run, two walks, five Ks. Uh, Nats were up four to one when he was lifted. Uh, His velocity was down a little bit. It was a cold, rainy day in the nation's capital. Maybe his footing wasn't too good, but he was sitting 90-92 most of the day after sitting 94-95 with his fastball and sinker last time out. So, might be a little reason for concern over there, but the fact that they kept him out there for 90 pitches is probably a good sign. Uh, what do you think about Ross's third start back off the DL? Well, I think it was um, it, well, it was interesting. It was thought-provoking. Uh, to start with, uh, you mentioned the velocity and, and the lousy conditions, and, and you hope you can chalk it up to that. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, fatigue like in spring training when they go through that dead arm period, the second or third start back. Um, I, I think all of those factors might have worked into it. Um, it's 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 interesting that he did get up to 90 pitches, but it took him it only got him through four innings, so he's still throwing a lot of pitches. Um, he's he's not you know he had five strikeouts, but um, definitely having trouble uh, putting putting runners away despite only giving up three hits and, and two walks in the outing. So he was uh, effective, got 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 the job done. Uh, but needed a lot of pitches to do it. Uh, I, I think that if they're, I still think that if they're going to depend on on Joe Ross as their fourth starter, they're going to have to carry a fifth starter, much like they did piggyback today with Reynaldo Lopez. Whether it's Lopez or or Cole, um, I still think they're going to have to carry a fifth starter uh, to to cover for Ross. They just can't depend on the idea of Joe Ross giving them seven innings right now because he hasn't done it since he's returned. He's been uh, effective uh, preventing runs being scored, uh, just hasn't pitched very deep in any of the games that, that he's pitched. Yeah, a whole lot of foul balls in this game. Kind of ran his pitch count up there. Uh, he, like you mentioned, he's having trouble putting people away. But with Ross now, Ronaldo Lopez, another uh, impressive outing in long relief as he did on uh, last Sunday against the Pirates. He came on today, three and two-thirds, three hits, two runs, both of them in his fourth inning of work when he gave up a two-run home in the ninth inning. But looking at Ross, looking at Lopez, if they piggyback those two, looking at what we saw from Gio Gonzalez on what was undoubtedly an emotional night for him on the mound, a, a good friend of Jose Fernandez's knew he was going to Fernandez's funeral today. So you can imagine there's a whole lot going on for Gio Gonzalez. But it wasn't that much of a difference from what we've seen in his last couple starts either. So looking at that third and fourth spots in the, the third and fourth spots in the rotation uh, going into the postseason, what are your thoughts after what you've seen in the last couple of days? Well, they're both huge question marks, right? I mean, Gio Gonzalez, we, we've talked about it time and time again. Um, despite his mediocre record, his 11-11 win-loss record, he's either been pretty good or pretty crappy. Um, and, and it seems as of late, the, the crappy starts have, have, have vastly overnumbered the good starts. Um, you're right. What we saw out of him the other day was essentially what we've gotten the last five or six times out from Gio is, is a lot of contact, um, you know, a, a lot of base runners. 
wiggling out of jams because he's able to um, to get a, a big strikeout or, or induce a double play, but but still um, mediocre. And and I think that if it were any other team the Nats were facing in the first round, um, a geo spot in the rotation would be in jeopardy. But the are so poor against left-handed pitching that the Nets have to start Geo against the Dodgers at some point, um, probably in a game two, which could very well be uh, the, the, the turning point of, of, of the series in that case. Uh, the Nets are going to need a fourth starter. They're not going to want to run Scherzer back out there on three days rest. So right now it looks like it'll be Joe Ross, and, and they'll have to have uh, a long man waiting for them, whether that's going to be another starter in the person of Lopez or Cole, like we just discussed, or carrying an extra right-handed reliever. Um, they're going to have to have somebody ready to pitch a couple of innings if Ross doesn't get to the sixth inning, and, and he hasn't done so yet. So, um, so yeah, I think the third and fourth spots in the rotation, uh, both spots are, are huge question marks. Um, you know, with, with Scherzer and, 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 and Roark at the top of the rotation, you feel pretty good about games one and two. Um, games three and four, which which look like um, which looks like they're going to be on the road, um, are both huge question marks. As we mentioned, a magic number now down to two to claim home field advantage and have the first two games in D.C. next Friday and Saturday, I believe. Uh, but uh, FP Santangelo mentioned it on game today too. That home field advantage against the Dodgers in particular could be huge. Fifty-three and twenty-eight at home this year, just thirty-seven and forty away from Dodger Stadium. The Nationals, uh, after today's win, 48-30 and 30 on the, at home, 45-36 and 36 on the road, a much better split than the Dodgers. The Dodgers have had a lot of trouble winning outside of L.A., and Clayton Kershaw in L.A. in game one is not anything you want to see, basically, for any opposing team, not just the Nationals. So getting this uh, home field advantage, trying to lock that up. The Padres are doing the Nationals solid, taking the last two games from the Dodgers to get it close, but... Magic number of two with three games left coming up against the Marlins this weekend. It's going to be a big series, even though Nationals are in the postseason. They can lock up home field going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's critical that they have home field advantage here. Um, you, you definitely don't want to have to go back out to L.A. for a fifth game. You definitely want to. Um, you definitely want to put the Dodgers in that position. Um, to have to come back, come back to DC. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, it, it's critical for them. I think that um, I think you'd much rather have uh, Scherzer and Roark uh, starting at home, especially since you mentioned the matchup against Kershaw in Game One, which ought to be just fantastic um, baseball action there. So, Scherzer, um, Kershaw. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's just. Uh, uh, it's going to be a fun series, re- regardless of, of who ends up with home field advantage. But you definitely want to, um, you definitely want to play those first two games at home and get off on the right foot. Jumping back into today, into today's game, Robbie Ray on the mound, 2010, that's 12th round pick, one of these deep draft picks that the Nationals actually built up and turned into a commodity. Uh, traded to Detroit in the Doug Fister trade a few years back. Traded from the Tigers to Arizona in three-team deal that sent D.D. Gregorius to the New York Yankees. Uh, one and two and five September starts before today. Seven six six ERA over that stretch in 24 and two thirds. Uh, gave up a solo home run by Pedro Severino in the third today. A bases loaded ground out and a two run single in the fourth. Put the Nationals up four to one. Wilmer Difo took him deep as well in the fifth. Five to one at that point. Difo's first uh, major league home run. Uh, Severino second uh, on his blast there. Uh, nice power from the young guys and. 
uh, another good look at Robbie Ray. He's become a serviceable starter, but just one of these, you know, deep round draft picks, like I mentioned, that the Nationals turned into something, and he's starting for the D-backs now. Whether he'd be anywhere near the Nationals' rotation uh, these days if he was still in the organization, who knows. But uh, Nationals got to him today, and some power from the young kids is quite impressive there, Severino and Daifo. Bifo, Daifo, whatever. Yeah. I'll say it differently each time. Right. Uh, well, Ray's an interesting pitcher, right? Got a really good strikeout numbers. He also walks a lot of guys. Uh, he's a max effort guy, and, and when he's pitching, I think he's doing a pretty good job. He he has a tendency to start throwing um, whenever he gets in trouble, and that just puts him in more trouble. So, um, so yeah, Ray's an interesting guy. I certainly don't think um, I certainly don't think he's a starter for. Uh, playoff teams, I think if he were with the Nats, they probably would have transitioned him to the to the pen, where I think he could be a particularly effective, um, uh, you know, a particularly effective guy out of the pen. But um, but yeah, he's certainly a starter for second division teams like like Arizona. So um, you know, good for him. But but the Nats got to him today and, and got to him, like you said, in surprising sources. Uh, Defoe, uh, Severino, um, you know, the, the, Michael Taylor had three hits today. So it was uh, um, the backups and the fill-ins that provided most of the offense for the Nats today. Uh, Severino is going to be a, a very important uh, piece of this team going forward with Ramos out. Um, looking at the, the roster machinations uh, for the playoffs, I'm not sure that Defoe uh, makes the, the, the postseason roster. If, if Murphy and, and Harper uh, injuries uh, keep them from, from uh, being able to play, then we might see the Nats carry an extra position player, but uh, Defoe has, has performed pretty well uh, given the opportunities that he's had down the stretch, and, and really it's good for him. He didn't get off to a particularly good start this season, uh, and it looked like he might be one of those guys that just gets caught up as, as a career minor leaguer type of guy. But he's been he's come up here and played three different positions. Uh, he's been able to contribute uh, with the bat on occasion, and uh, looks like he, he might end up uh, – um, being one of these super utility guys that uh, the teams uh, turn uh, prospects into all the time. So he, he's he's performed pretty well for the team uh, in the opportunities that he's had down the stretch here. You mentioned Murphy and Harper's uh, respective recoveries at this point. Dusty Baker said before today's game, uh, Murphy's better, much better, getting better big time. Uh, it's the first time he talked to him in four or five days just because he said he didn't want to keep bugging him every day. He did go on to say that we're shooting for him to be ready on October 7th, which means pretty much not coming back in the regular season. Uh, he said he might get a chance to pinch hit, but we don't want to send him backwards this weekend. They'll probably have an intra-squad game. But as good as Murphy is, Dusty Baker says he has a real simple swing. He told reporters earlier this week that he's not worried about all the time off in terms of Murphy's swing and getting his timing back just because he has such a simple swing. But are you concerned at all about the fact that he's not going to have played for going on three weeks, essentially, by the time the postseason starts, assuming he can come back for that? Well, yeah, you have to be concerned. And, and again, um, you know, the Nets have a long tradition of, of uh, sort of, um, I'll use the word interesting medical decisions here, this, especially this, this case with Murphy here where he goes out, he pinch hits for two days, and you get the idea, okay, uh, he's going to be back in the lineup, you know, tomorrow, the next day or whatever, and all of a sudden it's two weeks and he hasn't played and, and he, you know, now they're saying he won't play until the playoffs start again. Um, you just, you wonder. Obviously, we don't have 
the information or, or, or it would be public. Um, it, 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 we were led to believe the first couple of days this isn't that big a deal. He could play if it meant something. He could play if it were the playoffs. And all of a sudden he shut down, and it'll be three weeks before he played plays regularly again. Um, I, I think you have to be concerned. I think that the Nats obviously are trying to deflect that uh, with Dusty's comments about it, but uh, but at this point, you have to be concerned. Uh, he hasn't played. He won't play. Um, it's obviously a lot worse than they first let on, especially since he did pinch hit the first couple of days after he was out of the lineup. So um, did he do something to make it worse? Uh, did they make a mistake in, in what was wrong? Um, you know, these are questions we don't know the answers to, but if, if you're not concerned about Daniel Murphy, then you should be because um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty troubling situation all around. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to pull up the quote from the other day from Dusty Baker because I was somewhat surprised when he said that he was happy they shut him down when they did because if they hadn't, it could have gotten worse to the point that they wouldn't have him for the postseason. So whether it just didn't respond to the treatment they were doing or it was a more severe injury than they thought, it's kind of surprising at this point to me that they're going to hold him out until the postseason. But I guess you, want, you don't have to use him right now. You don't use him, get him as healthy as you can. But like I said, three weeks off in between is – Got to be tough for anyone to jump right back in there, especially when you're going to be going up against Clayton Kershaw in game one. But you talked about Bryce Harper before, before the game, too, today. He said he's feeling better. Uh, talked to him today. They didn't want to use him today because it was wet out there and probably going to get wetter with the rain. Uh, the fact that L.A. lost last night is another factor. And he also said he wants to give that finger time to heal. If he hits the ball solid, it's not going to hurt. But if he gets rattled, hits one on the end of the hand or gets jammed on one, it's going to send electric shocks through his body. Baker said he's been there before with hand injuries, knows what it's like. So uh, just for caution here with Bryce Harper, uh, some injury at this point of year for someone who's already struggled at the plate, just not good news. But uh, it's hero time, as Dusty Baker said recently. So you got to put those little things away and get out there and play at some point. Well, yeah, and, and as far as Harper's goes, um, I mean, we have to assume that there was no break. So if it was either just jammed or or deep bone bruise, um, then then taking you know taking a week off is is, is a good thing. Um, you don't you don't like the idea of a guy that was um, you know having trouble with his swing all season long. All of a sudden, all right, he's now got two weeks off. Um, but by the same token, you you want to get that thing. You know, if it is just if when I say just, it still hurts a, a deep bone bruise. Um, you know, you, you give it some time off, and, and the Nats are fortunate that way. But again, the same thing with Murphy. It's going to end up being, you know, two weeks that he hasn't played again, and then you're expecting to just throw him right into a, into a playoff uh, playoff game and expect him to pick off or pick up where where he where he left off. And obviously, with Harper this season, that's not as high a level as it was with, with Murphy, but still. Uh, obviously Bryce Harper, one of your most important players and, and, you know, the biggest source of power that this team has. So um, obviously they, they, I'm sure they would like to get him a couple of at bats as, as the um, last couple of regular season big games go by here. But I think they're both huge question marks. And, um, and again, it, 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 it leads to a question of what they do with, with the, with the playoff roster. I mean, can they carry um, an extra starter and go with 13 pitchers and 12 position players? Do you need to have 13 position players? Do you need to have a 14th position player? Um, calling Murphy's question, you know, the performance in the question. So uh, all fascinating questions, I think. Obviously, we don't have the answers to them. All we can do is, is look at, at what the information that we have and speculate about it. Um, and I think probably the Nats won't know about what they're going to do until they have to set the roster next week. I, I think that they're 
Um, they're fortunate that um, that they'll get a few days off uh, before the playoffs starts, and since the, the the division series doesn't start until Friday, so they'll have a whole week off after the regular season is over, and obviously um, that gives them a chance to to hopefully get a little bit healthier. Um, since since the Nats probably coming into this series have more injuries than the Dodgers do. All right, at 7.05, they start the final series of the regular season. Andrew Kashner on the mound against A.J. Cole, who is challenging his suspension, so he'll get to start tomorrow while they uh, wait to see what MLB does with his suspension for throwing at uh, Jung Ho Kong the other night. Three with the Marlins starting tomorrow night, 93-66 and 66 after the win today. Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. I'll talk to you after tomorrow night's game, sir. Stay dry, everybody. So I guess let's go Nats.